Dear witches, thank you for joining us on our Modern Witches YouTube channel. This portal is a space for musings on the diverse pathways of witchcraft, intuitive ramblings, and much more that is bubbling away in our cauldron of modern magic. We hope you enjoy these magical meditations and please share your questions and comments with us. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to get more intimate with Modern Witches, be sure to check out our membership the coven. Learn more at modernwitches.org. We hope to see you soon. All right, guys, I think I will start with introducing myself. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Mariana. Uh, I'm an astrologer and writer. Uh, I'm of Circassian descent, which is a small indigenous group in the mountains, in Caucasian mountains, which is a part of Russia. Um, I absolutely adore astrology. And I think it's that language of symbols that we are blessed with. And it's such a, it's such a gift of the divine to us that we can utilize it into reading, into sort of like, decoding what's happening in the world it's like all almost this symbol language of symbols to help us to decode what's happening in in the world and how how it is reflected back in cosmos and like as above so below and i have started studying astrology i want to say like 10 11 years ago uh, as most people when i was in a very dark place not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do with my life. And as many people say, uh, you don't choose astrology, astrology chooses you. I think I am one of the lucky ones uh, who was chosen. Um, and it's practically saved my life at the time through giving me the language um, and a deep understanding of what's happening in my life, in the world, giving it so much deeper meaning. So um, since then, uh, I, I've started utilizing this language, learning this language to understand the nature of the cycles of the world, understanding how the things that we're in the midst of, how did it start? What was an inception? of that thing what was the initial um, meaning of that thing that we we find ourselves in the midst of right now and sometimes we don't know where it started with astrology we can trace it back to the beginning which is so cool um all right so i think i will start uh talking about this super, super important event. You know, every year has sometimes one, sometimes two major events, astrological events that define the energy of that year that are the rarest and that are the most impactful. So for 2022, uh, this is the conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune in the sign of Pisces. There are many reasons why I decided uh, to talk about this conjunction. And I want to thank the Modern Witches Confluence and Casey 
and Joe, who is helping today um, with giving uh, me the platform to talk about it. So I, um, Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. First of all, both Jupiter and Neptune are in their domicile. Domicile meaning in their home site in Pisces. So uh, what it means is that when the planets are in their home sign, they are function at their highest potential. They are the strongest. So I have very high hopes for this conjunction that takes place on April 12th of this year. Uh, we decided to do this uh, chat a bit earlier. So we, we have, we're more prepared because it's approaching one degree um, in applying conjunction. So within next like nine days, it will become exact, but we already feel this energy really potently. So Jupiter and Neptune. First, I wanna start with um, trying to understand what both planet means, Jupiter and Neptune. We'll start with Jupiter. For those who are not familiar with astrology, don't know anything, if you're joining this workshop, um, I would highly recommend looking up your chart right now in a whole sign house system, seeing uh, where Jupiter is in your chart, where Pisces is in your chart, and just having it ready because in the second part of the class, we will be talking about um, how this aspect affects you depending on your ascendant sign. So knowing your ascendant sign really matters. So Jupiter. Jupiter is uh, one of the most benefic, if not the most benefic planets in, this, in astrology. It mythology, it is represented by Zeus, the god of gods, uh, god of heaven, um, the great liberator, and Jupiter in um, rules so many things, but mostly it's a planet of expansion. And that I want you to take with you. It is a great benefic, but to me personally, it is a great expander. What means, what, did it, what does it mean to be a great expander? Whatever you touch, you expand. In what state of mind, in what state of being Jupiter finds us, it expands it. So our responsibility lies in developing certain qualities within ourselves that are being expanded here, right? So Jupiter rules higher learning. It rules spirituality. It rules universal laws. It rules truth. Um, it rules our uncles and aunts, among, among many other things. Children of our children is more, if we go really deep into uh, significations of Jupiter, also, Jupiter rules um, religion, but religion not in a, like, it can be dogmatic, but more in a sense that it's that high understanding. It's that re reaching for something deeply spiritual in that sense, religious. Also, it's a plan of idealism, a plan of luck, uh, long distance travel, um, legal matters that are related to immigration, it's lawmakers, it's philosophers, teachers and gurus in our life are represented by Jupiter. 
and um, Jupiter rules uh, two signs. It rules Sagittarius, then it rules Pisces. So it's a traditional ruler of Pisces because Neptune is a modern ruler of Pisces and it is a traditional ruler of Sagittarius. So um, on the negative side, Jupiter can show where we can overextend ourselves, where we can be overly ambitious, where we can reach beyond our immediate capabilities, right? So uh, it is very important to keep yourself grounded during this transit because we have these two major power players that are all about expansion, are all about vision and like really like a uh, big, big view, like bird's eye view, right? And when we look at things from that perspective, it is absolutely necessary that we stay grounded. Um, also, it's our vision. It's the vision we have for, for justice, for the universal law to play out. Then let's move to Neptune. Neptune is the most eth uh, ethereal, um, almost unfathomable entity. Neptune rules, first of all, in mythology, it's associated with uh, Poseidon. And it's, it's a god of sea, of all the waters. It's a, he is the brother of Zeus. So these two planets are in harmony with each other. What's, uh, what's important to understand about Neptune is that Neptune brings high, high sense of idealism into the, into the world. It brings that sense of boundaries being dissolved about uh, everything being possible. It rules theater, it rules film, it rules photography, for example, it rules mirrors, it rules everything that can be a little bit of create a little bit of friction in the perception of reality, or it can tweak reality in in the accordance of the collective state of being. So Neptune on on the negative side, it can create illusions and delusions because it also rules altered states of being, like when people abuse a little bit drugs or alcohol or any other substances, it has to do with Neptunian. It's that desire to escape the reality. It, all that is associated with Neptune. Also, Neptune rules um, the tra trade that is done across the water. It rules uh, drugs, pharmaceutical industry. It rules uh, things like it rules chemistry, it rules um, gases, like in like chemical gases, and it also rules on a more spiritual side, it rules psychic abilities, it rules mediumship, uh, things like um, seeing reality from a different perspective, right? Um, fantasy is very big with Neptune. Here there is a prevailing desire to be merged with, with the world, to be merged with the greater whole. 
when talking about these two planets right away, I don't know if it happens for you guys, for me it definitely happens. I have this feeling that it's all about divine. It's all about this, you don't have to believe in God or have a very a specific religious outlook in the world, but the connection to the divine is highlighted here, especially we talk about Pisces. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It's a sign where we come to the end of our journey. This is the place where material things come, become secondary and things of the invisible realm become more, more important. So um, this is, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope about this conjunction. I have, for me, as I said, as I wrote in the description of the class, it's about trust. Um, someone raised hand. Um, Alison, you can, if you wanna uh, ask a question, you can unmute yourself and ask a question or you can leave the question if you want in, in the chat, whichever uh, way um, you like, prefer. Um, so with this conjunction being in Pisces, just take a sip of my tea. I've got to stay hydrated, people. This energy is um, quite expansive. It's, it just expands the boundaries. It expands our ideas and our understanding of the reality in so many ways. Um, so I'm, a, if you're not familiar with the mundane astrology, it's an astrology that observes the cycles in the relation to the greater world. Astrology of politics, of economies, of um, social events. And I'm deeply interested in that because when we look at the big collective shifts and changes, we can really pinpoint the astrological influences so much better than sometimes we can do it with an individual person. Um, but when we talk about the collective and this conjunction happens every 13 years, last time this conjunction happened in Pisces was in 1856, I believe. So we have it now in Pisces, two planets strong in their home sign. Next time it's gonna be in about 166 to 169 years. So. Unfortunately, most of us are not gonna witness it, but we were witnessing this one. And this is a great opportunity because Pisces is a collective pool of emotions, of collective unconscious. So whatever we pull, put in that pool is being expanded. Here, everyone needs to understand their responsibility in what we contribute to this collective idea of what's spiritual, what is trust, what is truth, what is compassion, what is hope, all of those things. And everyone needs to take, the only thing we need to be responsible for is the level of awareness, the level of compassion and the level of understanding that we bring to this pool, collective pool. Because considering how much 
horrible, how many horrible things are happening in the world right now. Um, it's, it's very easy to be swayed. It's very easy to be dragged down into the certain mindset or certain vibration that is just not a good place to function from. And if we don't resist that, if we don't, and Jupiter is about studying, right? It's about expanding, it's about learning things. We have to learn things in a spiritual realm on a soul level, level on a heart level that let us uh, deal with these external circumstances in a way where they don't drag us into the abyss, where they don't uh, shake our sense of trust and faith, because Jupiter is about faith, faith in the world. Um, a lot of people, I would imagine, can experience a lot of revelations, because especially if you have any planets, because Jupiter is conjunct Neptune at 24 degrees of Pisces. If you have any planets around 24 degrees of Pisces, or you have planets on a mutable cross, which is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, between 20 and 28 degrees, um, you can experience certain necessary shifts and turns or changes in attitude that are required from you to, to expand in the right ways. And dreams for you specifically, uh, people who have placements in this in these degrees can be very vivid. They can bring a lot of information. They can raise a lot of things from your uh, subconscious mind. And it's, it's, it's a really high time right now to work with your dreams for the next two weeks, I would say. This aspect is already uh, very, very much active. So um, going back to uh, the mundane astrology, I love mundane astrology because when we look back, Astrology, like we can look at astrology as be like predictive. I love predictive astrology. We look and we're trying to predict what's gonna happen, but we we need not to overestimate ourselves. We're just people. A lot of things we learn as we go. A lot of things, even astrologically, we add to the pool of knowledge as we um, see more and more examples of that. But when we look backwards, we can really piece things together and see certain like um certain patterns certain cycles certain themes being highlighted so i would like to for us to go back a little bit in time and look at the former jupiter neptune conjunctions so the the last so this one is happening in pisces it's very interesting to note that the last three Jupiter-Neptune conjunctions all happened in Saturn rule signs. So the last one was in Aquarius, Saturn rule sign. The two before that were both in Capricorn. One at zero degrees in Capricorn and the other one, I believe in 25 or 26 degrees of Capricorn. And when this planet of knowledge, of expansion, of spiritual wisdom, of compassion meet in the Saturn rule signs, they don't function to their highest ability. They 
they don't produce the best results. That's why I have high hopes for this one, because if we don't fall prey to the illusions, if we don't fall prey to being uh, swayed into places that are destructive or um, unhealthy, or places that where self-sabotage takes uh, takes a wheel. If we don't go into those places, there is such a beautiful potential for this conjunction, for us to really, for us to really gain a greater understanding of ourselves, of what's hidden within ourselves and what's hidden about this world. Actually, a lot of things that, a lot of things probably will be coming to the to light in the next month. Um, and we, what, what I've noticed with Jupiter and Neptune in the past years is that though Neptune rules illusions, often with Jupiter, we, it either expands the illusion or it expands the, the illusion of what we thought we knew, right? So here, being as objective, if we can stay objective, which I know it's very hard these days, um, we can really like see through the veil. All right, so the last Jupiter-Neptune conjunction took place in 2000 and, let me just double check, 2009, there were three conjunctions. This time it's just one on April 12th. In 2009, there were three conjunctions. And very interestingly, 2009, the events that took place, and it was in Aquarius, which rules future orientation, which rules progress, which rules breaking out the tradition. So what happened in 2009? Bitcoin and cryptocurrency network was created on the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And Jupiter also, among many other things, it's about resources. It is about, because Jupiter brings luck, it also brings um, financial luck. So in 2009, Bitcoin was created. Also, in 2009, Barack Obama became, um, was inaugurated and became the first African-American president. Um, and that in Aquarius is just such a like, symbolic thing. It's like breaking down the boundaries, breaking down the past uh, ideas about how the future should look like, right? And now, 13 years later, Bitcoin, we see what's happening. Actually, I was looking into that. Yes, I'm not very familiar with any of that, but in preparation to the class, I looked at and Bitcoin by, uh, um, prices were, were going up recently. And I was like thinking it's so timely for this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. It's sort of like a result of, we see the result of something that has been created 13 years ago. And like the time of the conjunction is inception. It's not like on that day, something's gonna happen. If something doesn't happen on that day, First of all, this aspect is active for a month. I would go as far as let's say the year where that conjunction happens is the year where those events are being formed. And then they lay a foundation for a 13 year cycle. So 
this conjunction will be unfolding for the the results of it or what we what we saw right now what we put into the ground will be clear we'll, we'll have the full picture of that in 13 years and in 13 years it, it happens in areas and i just wanna i don't want to be all doom and gloom but while jupiter and neptune are in the peaceful very uh compassionate and kind and hopeful sign of pisces we have we need to channel our energy in the places that are benevolent in the place into the places that are that we want to the world to reflect more to us right because the world reflects to us what we have become as a collective so not taking responsibility for, for that is one of the biggest mistakes so if it goes when it goes to areas if we don't do this soul heavy soul work right now I'm not sure how it's going to play out in Aries because it's way more volatile and it's way more um, destructive. If the in Aries, because Jupiter has to do a lot, has a lot to do with ideology. Disagreement in ideology will be faced with may, way more aggravation and more rage than it might be right now if we don't do this work by then. Okay, let me just double check. Uh, someone says, I have Jupiter and Aquarius and I was ordained as priestess in 2009. That is so symbolic and so freaking cool. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, because 2009, you, like Jupiter and Neptune were, you have so you had a Jupiter return, so Jupiter came back into Aquarius, and then Neptune was joining you in natal Jupiter there, expanding that spiritual part, making in a sense your yourself someone who has the quality of a teacher, the quality of, of a priestess. Congratulations. Um, Okay, so uh, on 2009, that was what happened in Aquarius. A lot of things happen. You can go, and if you're curious about history, as I am, because uh, I'm a huge history nerd, and want to learn about, especially if you have Aquarius placement or you have any significant significant events in 2009, see how the truth of that or how the reality of what took place in 2009 unfolded for you. Because for example, I moved to this country um, in June Jupiter, last Jupiter Neptune conjunction, and I had an ideas about this country. And a lot of things were good, but a lot of disillusionment also took place. A lot of ideas were shattered or, or a lot of truth were not truth anymore. So, it's sort of that kind of coming, things coming to the surface aspect. Okay, so that's 2009. The one before that, I'll briefly go through um, the years. So you have, you see the significance of this, right? Because Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and electronic money will become our future, Aquarius's future. On this conjunction, it was initiated, right? So 
it's it's very very important here. In 1997, the conjunction took place in Capricorn. Stock market crash happened in 1997, and unemployment was at its lowest I think since 1970s. Also, an interesting thing in 1997, the conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune happened in Capricorn. Rupert Murdoch launches Fox News in 1996. How interesting, Capricorn is about those in power. Capricorn is about its authority, right? It's in, um, it's that status that we give things. It's that collectively we have an idea about what status means. To, to rise to a healthier Capricorn energy, we need to shift the idea of what status is. So, um, so interestingly, Fox News was created and we know now, 26 years later, what information that channel and what ideas, true or not true, I'm not here to uh, cast opinions, um, we can see the results of a lot of things, the things truth coming to the surface. And in Capricorn, it's about those in power. It's about people in power. Uh, Fox is a delusion, illusion of Neptune. Yes, I mean, a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of them are, but um, sometimes it's, purposeful right in Capricorn because Jupiter doesn't like being in Capricorn Jupiter is at its fall in Capricorn it's not feeling the greatest there right so here when these two planets meet in the sign that they are not particularly like greatest at they don't give the best results I don't think anybody would argue that Fox News is not the best result of this conjunction because it happened in the sign where these planets are deeply uncomfortable, right? So uh, the other conjunction before that happened also in Capricorn. And it's, it's not that often that two cycles happen in the same sign. And the one in 1984 happened also in Capricorn at exactly zero degrees. Um, that year, also in the sign that Jupiter and Neptune are highly uncomfortable and where something happens that doesn't have a quality of truth to it. AIDS pandemic break, uh, broke out in 1984, right? So the misinformation and the lies around it, Neptune, right? In Capricorn, doesn't like being there is just astonishing. Indira Gandhi was murdered. And also it's like in Capricorn because it's like about people in power. And I, I, I decided to put this one down which is quite morose, but still 300 people died when Indian army attacked Sikh temple. So the sacred place is being attacked by those in power and to horrible, um, with horrible results, with horrible outcome, right? That's three, last three conjunctions of Jupiter and Neptune in uh, Saturn root size, twice in Capricorn, once in Aquarius. But in Aquarius, it's way more comfortable. 
uh, we saw a bit more. It we saw a beginning of the awakening, almost right. Not everything was great, but the previous two in Capricorn 1997 and 1984 definitely didn't bring the best <laughs> the results. Um, I will quickly go, uh, I want to speak about the one that happened also in Jupiter rule sign, which is Sagittarius, Jupiter rule Sagittarius. Uh, that happened in 1971. And I thought it's just really funny that Walt Disney Park was opened in Florida. And it's because Jupiter, um, Jupiter and Sagittarius is about fun, it's about entertainment, right? All that stuff. But it's also surrounded by a veil, like by what is Disney World? It's a huge illusion. It's a make-believe park, right? It's just like such a like Jupiter and Neptune conjunction uh, creation. So that happened in 1971. I love this other uh, fact that happened on Jupiter. Truth, Neptune, illusions and lies, right? Coming together in the sign of Jupiter's home, Sagittarius in 1971. New York Times started posting Pentagon papers showing that uh, facts that about what, how US government has not been transparent and has been spewing truth to American people. And in the sign of truth, which is Sagittarius, it's very symbolic that it started happening then, right? Now it's happening in Pisces and it's, it's more, um, it's more on a like background level. It's on the it's on the side where we need to in our own worlds, in our own private spaces, within our unconscious, within the collective unconscious, we have to look at what is the illusion and what is the truth here, right? Um Okay, so I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go over the last century real quick through where Jupiter and Neptune really played huge role in the world events. So in 1932, uh, Adolf Hitler, when Jupiter and Neptune and Jupiter again is its fall in the sign where it happened in Virgo, Jupiter and Neptune can, connected in Virgo in 1932. It's when Hitler becomes Reich Chancellor of Germany, right? Jupiter, which is about truth and universal laws is at its fall, coming together with Neptune, where the propaganda illusions, the veil of things. And also historically, he came to power because of the state of destruction that was happening after First World War, right? So I just think that that Neptune, when we we would rather create an illusion, we would rather believe in something out of pain, out of trying to escape the reality. It can be, as I mentioned earlier, it can be drugs, it can be alcohol, it can be all that, but it can also be ideology, escaping in the ideology of things. That is something to be mindful of, really. 
So um, Hitler came to power in 1932 and then became, I mean, uh, Reich Chancellor. And when Jupiter and Neptune connected next time, they connected in way more benevolent place in Libra, which is about peace and harmony. It was in 1945 when the world, World War II was over. So where they connect bears tremendous power. That's why Pisces, being in Pisces, they are strong there. We can initiate great things. We can initiate healing. We can initiate greater trust, first of all, for ourselves, that our vision, our understanding, but also it's, it's having more compassion doesn't mean opening our hearts to all the information that's pouring in. It's also having very strong boundaries. Uh, also, by the way, in 1932, the first Nazi concentration camp was established. So Jupiter positive planet Neptune is illusions. They come together in, their, in the full sign of Virgo and really, really detrimental things are happening here. And then in 1945, as I said, uh, they connect in Libra, in a peacemaker, in a harmonious uh, peace-loving sign um, of scales. And on this aspect, the Second World War was over. By the way, it's very interesting, by, but the First World War was also over when Jupiter and Neptune conjunct in Leo. And the League of Nations, which later became United Nations, was established on Jupiter. Neptune conjunction. Also, for those who are interested in history, there are a lot of um, falsehood and a lot of misconception about these institutions by now. So guys, this is just a quick historical uh, overview of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction through through the century. And the last but the not least, I mean, the last time Jupiter and Neptune came together in Pisces was in 1856. Um, and I just chose to chose three events that I thought um, really highlight this energy. First, um, Sigmund Freud was born, who is a father, great grandfather of, of uh, psychotherapy. Don't have to agree. I don't agree with a lot of things he uh, he believed in, um, but nevertheless, his uh, impact and his influence on the world of psychotherapy can be undermined or diminished, just for at least historical from historical perspective. He was born in Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Pisces subconscious mind. It's like thinking about things uncovering the secrets of our of our mind of our soul of the patterns the connection to our parents and whatnot right then republican party's first national national convention was happening on this conjunction that i thought was very interesting you can interpret it in the ways that you like but um the by now the, the, up to the first convention in Philadelphia, 
1856, by now, we see how the party developed this Jupiter-Neptune fool around the sun cycle, right? And then, because it was in Pisces, I thought it's very interesting that National Portal Library in London was uh, established because Pisces is about art. It's about, as I said, before uh, 20th century, it's art, it's poetry, it was all that. 20th century, it's film, photography, and things of that nature. All right, guys, um, on this note, we are done with the part of historical part, which is my favorite. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to know, uh, mention it, but uh, in last time when Jupiter and Pisces connected in 2009, that movie Avatar, I've never actually seen it, but that movie Avatar was a breakthrough apparently, and everybody was talking about it. And it was like the cinematic wonder that the whole world was raving about. And it happened while Jupiter, Neptune, Neptune is film in Aquarius in this futuristic vision and this like kind of future oriented ideas about how the world will look like. Um, yeah. I heard it was amazing. I just never, for some reason, I've never got to, uh, to watch it myself. Yeah, so it also came in 2009 on Jupiter and Neptune conjunction. So that's something very interesting. All right, guys, I don't know if you have any questions or about this, what we have just spoken about. It might be a little bit, a lot of information, but I, just can't help myself with this, with nerding out. Okay, so now what I wanna do, cause we don't have um, that many people for the live recording. So I don't know if I wanna go sign by sign. Uh, actually, maybe I will, because you should look at your sun, moon and rising. And as a rule of a thumb, because Jupiter rules two signs here. It rules Sagittarius, as I've said, and it rules Pisces. So in your own chart, it's gonna rule two areas in your life that are gonna be connected for you. So when you look here, you don't just look at where Jupiter and Neptune connected in your chart. You also look at the house that's ruled by Sagittarius in your chart, because that, is also an active uh, player for this conjunction for you. What does it mean? Let's go sign by sign. Uh, let me just open. Actually, before we do that, I wanna quickly look at the chart of the conjunction. Give me one second. I'm gonna share the screen with you. And we will look at the general, we'll try to unlock the meaning of the next 13 years, specifically in relation to this conjunction. 
Okay. Little notes. All right. So I'm gonna share. I'm always like really, really bad with uh, the Zoom stuff. Uh, let's see. How do I share this? Da -da -da -da. I don't know if you guys can unmute yourself. I'm sure you can. If you wanna, if you want to, like, feel free to unmute and speak. Um, share. I have a question. Sure. Who is asking? Um, are Deborah? I'm Deborah. Uh, hi. Hi, Deborah. Um, I am. Are you gonna, or, or have we? Are we gonna get to the um, the parts of our chart that where I have planets in Pisces, is that relevant? I thought you said at the beginning that that was a relevant part of the this um, or of this mm -hmm. discussion. Are we gonna be talking about that? Uh, we're not gonna be talking about the planets in Pisces. We will be talking about where like Jupiter and Neptune fall in your chart. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we go, we'll go from Aries ascendant or sun through Pisces and see in the whole sign house system, just to, to make it clear. Uh, and we'll go and see which areas of your chart are gonna be affected by this conjunction and how you merge those two houses. Okay, so the area, the planets or the aspects or things that mm -hmm. I have in Pisces are not as relevant as? Very relevant. If especially you have, it's just adds a layer. You see like they're like layers to, to how, Unfortunately, we're not going to have enough time to go through all of that. But when we get to your ascendant, if you have a question on what's your ascendant? Gemini, no, Cancer. cancer. If, you're, if you're Cancer ascendant, then it's happening in your ninth house of actually um, spiritual beliefs. It's mm -hmm. religious. So whatever planets are, be, are going to be falling in your, uh, in your ninth house, also in Pisces, right? So they're going to be altering one way or another the energy of this conjunction for example if it's with venus it will be about values the understanding of relation of your spiritual beliefs and your values and into how they interact with each other so depending on what planet is there of course the meaning will change greatly if you have saturn and pisces well it it will be um altering the whole Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. But let's go sign by sign. Let's look at the chart first about what it means and then we'll go sign by sign and you guys can ask me questions um, about what, what plans you have there in Pisces and, and, and I will uh, answer how it affects um, this conjunction for you. Hope this answered it. Okay, so. <laughs> Share screen. Let's go share. Okay. Do you guys see my screen? Somebody? Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so let's just move this thing. Okay, so let's open the chart. 
the day of the conjunction. It's on Tuesday, April 12th. I'm in New York. So I'm going to be looking at New York, um, which is for those who are in the West, East Coast, uh, West Coast, it's just three hours back. And the conjunction is happening in the morning exactly here. So if you guys see uh, the chart, I hope you can see here, I'm showing the Jupiter Neptune here in Pisces, right? Um, what aspects, what energies is surrounding for the collective this conjunction will determine the, the general development of the next 13 years in relation to our um, understanding of reality of our subconscious of our spiritual and um, maybe religious um, ideas and goals. So first things first, Pisces. This conjunction here makes beautiful sextile to North Node in Taurus right here and trine to South Node in Scorpio. What does it mean? North Node in Taurus is the direction we need to take. It's where we are learning the lessons the most now. And the lessons are about values and the lessons are about financial institutions and the lessons are about the land, the value of the land in many cases, right? So here also it's about our home life. It's about just that sense of stability and the idea of stability that we have. When Jupiter and Neptune, which are great expanders and um, the planets that give us greater understanding of things are in harmonious aspect with the node of the moon. So here we have a support of the karmic lessons in a way that um, the more we can develop our sense of spirituality, the more we can develop our sense of compassion and being grounded in that ability not to be swayed by external elements too much, turn things inward, develop our uh, spiritual practices more, the more we will be uh, moving in the direction of our true values on both material and uh, psychological levels. So that's very beautiful. Um, interesting that, um, where's Venus here? Venus is sandwiched. <laughs> you see, not only we have Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces that are very strong here, we have Venus who is, which is exalted in Pisces here as well. So it's like, I, I saw someone, I can't remember where, on Instagram or somewhere said that it's like a big orgy. It's like, I thought it's just such a beautiful, it's like a planetary orgy that's happening here because um, these three planets that are responsible to, to benefics, Jupiter and Venus, being in their home sign, expanding that home that idea of trust, that idea of higher values being developed. And Neptune 
also that lets us imagine things, the past, how, how things can be possibly. Um, Saturn, so we need to look here now. I want to go to Saturn here. Saturn in Aquarius asks us to create, to be very diligent in creating new reality. Not only we dream about things that are possible, not only we expand our subconscious mind or we bring things to the surface or we educate ourselves on how to separate truth from um, make-believe. We also, we need to struggle, Mars in Aquarius with Saturn here, we need to create new structures. We need to create new ideas. We need to create new communities. Here we have an imagination, we have this faith and this hope that it can be done. But Saturn is asking to be very diligent here and to be very patient with Mars. And Mars in almost last degrees is feeling pressure of accomplishing, making this thing happen, making this the possibility of the better future, of the better community, of the more aligned society to come to, come to reality, right? Um, what else do we have here? I think this Jupiter-Neptune sextile North node is one of the biggest. Um, yeah, let me know if you have any questions and for those who are gonna be watching this in recording, um, I think Casey will be putting my uh, email and my contact information in the, in the description. And so if you have any questions about any of this information, feel free to reach out and I'll be happy to, um, to assist you with any concerns that you have. Right guys, thank you so much. And I hope uh, this was helpful and informative. And I wish you the happiest Jupiter-Neptune uh, conjunction. Take care of your soul, take care of your, take care of your boundaries, but also let what wants to come through to come through. It's really beautiful time. All right, bye.